Chapter 42 At the center of the floor of the great anvoke chamber were a bed, a wooden chair, a stool, and a three-legged stand. Tension filled the air, yet all was quiet, as two days after the seer's arrival an unprecedented meeting was in session. Present again were representatives of the Anvoke clan and four neighboring clans, but this time no circus-like atmosphere, no vivid costumes, no circulating rumors, which twenty-six days earlier had been conspicuous. Near the center and attired in black sat Lowenval and three Anvoke elders. Beside them were Abia in blue, her attendants in white, and Till and Surrey in normal dress. Positioned about them in groups of four were delegations from the nearby clans, all clad in black. To observe, the voyagers from afar were stationed beyond the delegates. Spread out against the walls and armed with sharp lances were the militia. The immense brown island were gone. Crooksfell stood up and spoke the first words. By tradition, in consequential matters, representatives of each clan hold a single vote. Delegates will be hosted by the Anvokes as long as the proceedings last. Heads turned when eight spear-wielding guards emerged from behind the waterfall. A tightly bunched group, they marched across the floor, young Tarek in their midst. All parted to let them through, and they stopped at the center. There, said Crooksfell, pointing to the stool, and Tarek sat down. The guards withdrew and joined their counterparts at the perimeter. Eight more guards, six carrying Bailey on a stretcher and two behind, started across the floor and advanced to the center, where they transferred the human to the bed. Seven guards departed, with one remaining by Bailey's bed. Tarek sat quietly. Reclining with a pillow under his head, Bailey looked pale and worn, but his alert eyes darted about the room. For the human to comprehend the proceedings and the Kirans to understand him, Gilin's Kalamar would translate. A day earlier, after learning the trial would begin today, Speckerin had contacted Pascal Paradis, the guardian magician, through his calcret, the magical device she gave him. Before I left home, he said, you mentioned the seer of Sarone. She is here to help us. I want to witness the proceedings, said Pascal. I'll drop everything when you begin. I've learned, Speckerin went on. Other Kirins were seen when the spell of Noan was interrupted. There are seven other incidences. Now getting to his feet at the meeting, Speckerin addressed the crowd. Though on the far side of the earth, the guardian magician will observe through this. He held up the calcret for all to see. Then, holding it in front of him, he said her name. Emitting a pulsating white light, the mirror changed to an image of her face. Placing the calcret on the stand, he spoke quietly. We begin. I'll observe, she said. Crooksfell spoke. I call this tribunal to order. The situation is unprecedented. We are gathered to pass judgment on Tarek of the Yorl clan and Jeremy Bailey, a human. We have two distinguished guests, the guardian magician through magical conveyance and the seer of Sarone, who's here in person. Abia stood up, strode to the calcret, and bowed. Then she spoke softly to Pascal. We've never met, and I'm deeply honored to be in your presence. With your consent, it would be my privilege to preside over this important assembly. You have my permission. Please, proceed, said Pascal. 
Abia nodded and turned toward the crowd. To their amazement, she changed before their eyes. Forty years old, then eighty, she was finally an ancient woman in a yellow gown. Our first order of business, she said in a mellow voice, is to deal with the human. Clan leaders and I have designated four possible outcomes of this trial. Death, imprisonment for a period to be determined, freedom in his current state, or freedom in his natural form. Five clans are represented here. The delegation from each clan will have one vote, and cast it for one of the four outcomes. Should a tie occur, I will break it. We'll first hear from material witnesses. I call upon Till of the Anvoke clan. He got to his feet. His reddish-brown hair was dull, his green eyes dim, his father's smile gone. Sit here, she said, indicating the chair. Lad, tell us everything about the human and your experiences with him. His voice quivering as he began, Till spoke of his unexpected encounter with Eric, Jack's deception, and Bailey. He told of his imprisonment, the painful duties he was forced to perform, and his rescue. The assembly was riveted. On finishing, he was exhausted. Does it affect you now? asked the seer. I have nightmares about creatures of the sea. My mother and Suri say I've changed. Can you tell us of those dreams? Haltingly, he did, and the listeners were distressed. Thank you, lad. Join your clansmen. I call upon the magician Speckerin. He came forward and sat down in the chair. Relate everything you know about this affair, said the seer. He told of Carlock's journey to Rogalanon, the party's trek to Junali, and Gilan's capture. He described his encounter with the desperate Bailey and the human's diminished size. The audience was fascinated. He asked me to restore his stature, said Speckerin. I don't know how. Bailey sat up. Does anyone here know? The seer glared at him. Your opportunity will come. She turned to Speckerin. You're finished, thank you. I call on Gielin of the Mogur clan. He came forward and related his experiences at the hands of Bailey. She called on Ruggum, who described Bailey forcing Gielin into the box, then his own attack on the human aboard his raven. It had been a long, demanding session. The seer glanced about the room. We will proceed in the morning, she said. Guards returned the prisoners to their cells. The Anvokes served supper to the visiting officials and showed them the guest rooms. On his best behavior all day, Lowenval retired to his apartment, where he hardly slept a wink all night, certain he would be called on the next day. The tribunal reconvened in the morning, the Calcrit on the stand, Pascal looking on from a continent and an ocean away. I call the human Jeremy Bailey, said the seer. Stay where you are. Tell us about this affair from the beginning. Bailey testified the entire morning, telling of a difficult childhood, his family being poor, his mother abandoning him, dropping out of school to work as a fisherman and captaining his own vessel. He described the fierce competition, admitting he had been greedy, and told how he exploited Till to further his own ends. The audience hung on every word. I have no excuses, he said. 
I did it to become wealthy, with no concern for Till. I used him and made his life miserable, and it seems he suffers because of it. I had no feeling toward Kieran's except to take advantage of them, but after my escape, I spent time with a friend, uh, Kieran, the only real friend I've had. Without him, I'd have died. When first coming here, I told the Anvokes I was a changed man. I wasn't. I am now. I've learned about friendship, Kieran's life. I'm sorry for what I did to Till, Jelan, and Eric, and tried to do to Speckerin. I'm at your mercy. Lowenval had been chafing all morning, but this speech was the last straw. Jumping to his feet, nostrils flaring, he exploded. The humans playing on your sympathies! Committing heinous crimes, kidnapping, imprisonment, torture, he forced... You were not called on, said the seer in a voice ringing throughout the hall. Sit down. Trembling, Lowenval sat down. I'm hardly finished, he thought, but I'll bide my time. I call on Tarek, said the seer. The prisoner stood up. Explain why you helped this human. I'm intrigued by human beings, said Tarek quietly, which might seem preposterous to most of you, but Till is also. He has a human friend, Eric. Maybe it's not as unnatural as we're taught. Some Kirins want to reunite with humans. During their first expedition, several humans helped Speckerin and his party. Lowenval has taught his clan to hate humans. Why? Because when young, he was attracted to one. That's hardly relevant, shouted Lowenval, his face purple. Who's on trial here anyway? Control yourself, said the seer, or you'll be evicted. She turned to Tarek. Continue. Jeremy Bailey was here in our midst. It didn't matter who he was, what he'd done, or how large or small he was. He was a human, and I wanted to know him. I hadn't planned on helping him escape, but simply talking with him. Lowenval's extract made the escape a possibility. If it should happen, I thought we might become friends. He looked at the seer. While the company was searching for you, Jeremy and I were together, day and night, for a long time. We did become friends. I can tell you for certain that he regrets what he did, is deeply sorry for it, and is a changed man. Lowenval leapt to his feet, seething. The human's a kidnapper, a torturer, an extortionist! He stepped in front of Tarek and jammed a finger into his chest. You're a scoundrel, a deceiver, a liar! You helped! Enough! roared the seer, and she began changing. Dropping to the floor, her arms, legs, and yellow gown were gone her body becoming long and scaly, dark green with black markings, and her face was that of a snake. Slithering along the floor, she began circling Lowenval, staring through beady eyes, a forked tongue flicking from her small mouth. I will be heard, he shouted, holding his ground, gazing at her as she glided around him. I won't be intimidated. Coiling, she reared up and began rocking side to side, fangs bared. Suddenly, she struck, stopping an eyelash short of him. Drawing back quickly, he was frightened, 
and sat down. The snake's form faded and the seer was herself again, standing in front of him and scowling. We'll have order. You'll speak when called upon no other time. I'll wait for the right opportunity, thought the Anvoke magician, and it will come. Glancing at Pascal's solemn face, Speckerin wondered what she was thinking. The seer dismissed Tarek and called on Crooksfell, asking him how Bailey's crimes had affected the Anvokes. The elder described their consternation when Till departed with the human, their horror when they learned what had happened to him, and their relief that he was finally home. How did it affect your magician, she asked. Crooksfell glanced at Lowenval, then cleared his throat. It aggravated the old problem Tarek alluded to. When young, Lowenval had an unfortunate encounter with a human. It changed him. He can't tolerate humans. When Till befriended one, Lowenval banished him. Some of us felt it was too harsh. It forced Till to live with humans, thus making him vulnerable. Then your magician's actions, said the seer, led to Till's abduction and enslavement. Uh, indirectly, yes. You may leave. I call on the Anvoke magician. He stood up quickly. I'm being vilified! I'm not on trial! Finally, having the stage, he launched into an impassioned plea for the punishment he had desired all along. Death, he concluded, is the only penalty befitting the human's crimes. You may sit down, said the seer. The crowd was numb. She looked at one delegation at a time. You brought me here to share my wisdom regarding this matter. The spell causing a human to become small can be reversed only if the human changes his attitude toward Kieran's, regrets his actions, and can prove both to Kieran's satisfaction. I've probed the human, looked into his mind, heart, and soul. His best friend, only friend, is a Kieran. My probing has proven to me that the human has changed his attitude toward us and regrets his actions. Thus, if he goes free, he may be made normal-sized again. What? blurted Lowenval. You can do that? asked Bailey hopefully. She ignored them. Discuss this matter within your delegations and decide how you'll vote. The four options, death, imprisonment, freedom in his current state, or freedom in his natural form, if he chooses to be changed. No matter what we decide, he'll be punished. His missing leg will forever remind him of his misdeeds. We determine Tarek's fate after deciding the humans. We reconvene in the morning. May I speak? said Pascal Parody. All eyes turned to the Calcret. Other humans have been rendered small by Kirin magic, but not in recent times. They were reduced on the spur of the moment due to overbearing aggression against Kirins. When the spell of Noan was recently interrupted, there were seven other instances of Kirins being seen by humans. Among those instances, interaction between Kirin and human might potentially result in reduction of a human's size. Your defendant was being aggressive, but against a human, and was made small by Kirin magic. He committed additional offenses, imprisoning Till and Gilin, and attempting to murder Speckerin. Yours is doubtless not a typical case, but consider your options carefully. 
What you decide will set a precedent. Farewell until tomorrow. Her image faded, and she was gone. A wise woman, Speckerin whispered to Crooksfell. I know her well. Crooksfell raised his eyebrows. The five delegations were shown to separate rooms where they deliberated. It was a long night for them, but much longer for Bailey. Tarek was nervous also. If they're harsh with Bailey, he thought, they'll be harsh with me. In the morning, awaiting a verdict, Bailey sat tensely forward. The leader of each delegation, said the seer, rise, state your decision, and remain standing. Crooksfell of the Anvoke clan. He stood. Imprisonment. Lowenval stared at the floor. Sagi of the Andor clan. The old Kieran got slowly to his feet. Freedom in his current form. Opadakis of the Cascadan clan. The heavy minister stood up. Freedom in his natural form. Germat of the Ursut clan. Freedom in his current form. Aker of the Dalen clan. Freedom in his natural form. We have a tie, said the seer. I'll cast the deciding vote. Four of five delegations decided he go free. I expressed my views yesterday. My mind hasn't changed. He has changed his attitude toward Kieran's and regrets his actions against Till and Gielan. If he chooses, he may return to his natural form. She stared at Bailey. You're a free man and may become normal-sized. He closed his eyes and sank back onto his bed. Pale and defeated, Lowenval stood up. I've done my duty. I can do no more. Everyone staring at him, he shuffled away and disappeared down a tunnel. Propping himself up, Bailey stared at the seer. Will you make me normal-sized? Only she knew how complex and perilous reversing the spell would be. Reducing a human occurs instantaneously. Going the other way was a different matter. Magicians, dead and alive, would be involved, and numerous checks and balances employed. The spell can be reversed, she said simply. Looking at Tarek, Bailey wondered. It's what you've long desired, said Tarek. Glancing at his leg, Bailey raised it off the bed. Can you make this normal? We have no magic for that, said the seer, and she again addressed the delegates. You'll now consider Tarek. The options are two, imprisonment and freedom. We'll reconvene when you've all made a decision. The delegations again retired separately, and one by one returned. The Anvoke clan first, said the seer. Crooksfell stood up. Lowenval was not present during our deliberations. We decided Tarek shouldn't be punished. Our decision is freedom. The other delegations had reached the same conclusion. Deeply relieved, Tarek stood beside Bailey. The seer went to the Calcret. It is finished. I hope any precedent set was a correct one. You did well, said Pascal. Before I go, I'd like a word with Speckerin. He came forward. Famine caused this, she said. He is under constant surveillance in an impenetrable cell and will do no harm. Until you need me again, farewell.
Her face disappeared, and he picked up the treasured instrument. The delegations began mingling. The seer spoke to Bailey. I, uh, we, will reverse the spell if you so desire. He glanced at Tarek. I'm not ready. This leg must have longer to heal. I'd have no crutches, no support, no one to help me. All your possessions would become large when you did, she said, as they became small when you did. Take your time. I'm in no hurry to leave. Gingol collected Alam and Crooksfell. We must locate Lowenval. They found him, of course, in the small collarine and entered. The magician stared at them blankly. What happens to Tarek? He goes free, said Alam. Nothing I said made a difference, said Lowenval. All those crimes go unpunished. They were decisions of the five clans, said Crooksfell, and the seer. The affair's over, said Gingol. When will the human depart, asked the magician. And Tarek? The human wants more time for his injury to heal, said Alam. Tarek, we don't know. Probably when his party leaves for home, unless... Something else happens. What? asked Lowenval. We don't wish to speculate, said Crooksfell. I don't want them here, said Lowenval. We understand, said Gingol. We'll inform them. It would be best, said Alam, if all guests were gone and the clan could start afresh. <laughs>